Hello, I'm Jo Earp. Thanks for downloading this episode of Teacher Magazine's Global Education Podcast Series. Research Schools Network in the UK is a joint project involving the Education Endowment Foundation, the EEF, and the Institute for Effective Education. Each school, selected as a leader in bridging the gap between research and classroom practice, receives £200,000, that's around dollars over three years. I caught up with Dr Jonathan Sharples, Senior Researcher at EEF, to find out more. At the F we spent... A lot of time over the last five years trying to generate evidence, trying to create that as actionable and as accessible as we, as we can. Um, but we realise as much as we can present information to schools, schools, um, that information just needs bringing to life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one of the ways in which we've done that are, are building a network, a national network of research schools that can take our evidence and, and other people's research evidence and um, run conferences around that, run training sessions, um, run processes around um, um, uh, taking that information and getting it into practice. And really what, that, what that's based on is an understanding that um, the information, the evidence by itself is not enough. Um, schools need um, extra information to take and support to be able to apply that into practice. And the best people to do that are other schools. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, if you take evidence, say, for example, around f- um, feedback in the classroom, that, you know, this is well understood, schools know about that. Um, we'll work with the research schools to really precisely articulate, well, what does that look like in maths on a Wednesday compared to English on a, on a kind of Thursday? And start bridging and bringing together and bringing to life some of that evidence in terms of what it looks like in the classroom. And so how many schools are involved in this network then? You mentioned it's a network. Yeah, well, it's, very, it's, it's pretty early days. Um, so we have, we've got one school in, in each of the um, um, nine geographic regions of the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, and those schools will be working with hundreds of schools just around basic communication. So that will be through newsletters and blogs and conferences and just disseminating information to schools. So a kind of very at a very light but broad level, hundreds of schools. Um, then on the on the kind of the next sort of more intense le- level, they'll be running training on either particular practices or areas of practice. So that might be training on you know evidence informed around maths or literacy or um, feedback, um, or it might be on processes. So around um, wise and precise use of data. It might be on um, how do you implement effectively? It might be on evidence in form leadership. And those kind of training packages will typically be working with you know, 50, 50 to 100 schools. And then the, kind of the, the, the most intense stuff is where they'll be running really front-end, world-class innovation projects where they'll be taking a bit of existing evidence and really trying to you know, push, the, push the ideas of what this can look like in terms of new pedagogies and new teaching strategies. And they'll be t- typically working with sort of 10 to 20 schools, developing new new um, interventions and innovations in the classroom. Mm-hmm. So it's exciting stuff. Yeah. Now, uh, something that we often say at teacher is, um, obviously you can look at the evidence there and look at what's worked in another school, uh, but it's important that you, to, to realise that you can't just pick it up and uh, plonk it in your own school and, hey, presto, there you go, a bit of magic. And, and that's something that you're keen on, on sharing as well, isn't it? Mm. 
we you know we, we try and work with schools to think about um, how they integrate this research evidence into their um, kind of into the processes and their existing knowledge of what's going on on in schools. So the first step would be nothing to do with external research. It would be about how are you using your existing data to really understand your context and really understand where the kind of gaps are and and, and use that to drive areas for school improvement. Um, the next step is where they can look at the existing research and think, mm-hmm. well, what's been shown to be effective in relation to those issues elsewhere? Where's the evidence in relation to um, into to things that might be worth trying? Um, so that would be around the decision-making decision making process. Then once they've made a decision, well, we're going to try something new in this area, we'll give some help around implementation. So how do you go about making those changes? How do you... Um, adopt and adapt kind of existing um, things that are out there um, then we'll think about supporting them to evaluate that um, that change in their own particular context so how do they use their existing data how do they construct good evaluations to pick up those changes that they're hoping to see and then finally once they've found kind of things that are effective how do they really embed that and get that working across that that school so I guess the principle throughout that is is integrating um, the research knowledge with their professional expertise in a way that's kind of balancing that um, appropriately. Mm-hmm. Now, you, you do a lot of work in the UK and you see a lot of educators. Um, how how can we go about convincing schools, educators that is on the ground, um, to enact this change, to use, to, to use evidence? Because it's one thing just to read it, but then to actually go to the next step and do something about it. Um, how have you managed to grapple with that? <laughs> so... There are lots of very legitimate challenges to engage with evidence. You know, I mean, the the biggest one being time. There's Mm -hmm. not enough time, and there's too much out there. It's not necessarily nowhere to kind of you know sift various conclusions from um, from another. So, I guess the first thing we've tried to do is start from where schools are at Mm -hmm. and frame it very practically about the issues and the the kind of areas of development that they're kind of interested in. And then, if you make the the evidence clear and actionable and and, um, and accessible um, and also provides support to be able to implement that um, work we find that you know th- that it is of it is of interest if it's related to the issues that they're trying to improve so we've just done a set of guidance um, reports around um, primary literacy mm-hmm. that will set out you know eight recommendations that the research sets around how to develop primary lit- literacy um, and and you know they're framed in very kind of practical practical terms. So it'll run through how do you go about implementing a phonics program effectively, for example, or how do you diagnose the particular weakness within a particular child? Is it you know deficiency around phonics or is it a dif- deficiency around um, comprehension? Where do you focus your effort? So if you start from the practical context of teaching and learning, and then bring that the evidence to that rather than the other way around. <laughs> It's, it's, it seems like um, you know, schools are interested in this work. Mm-hmm. Who are the champions that you're finding in the research schools? And is it the yeah. principals, as we call them here, the head teachers over there, or yeah, yeah. is it the leading teachers? Who's sure. really driving this in the UK? Yeah, so that's a, that's a great question. So, too, too often this you know idea of evidence-informed practice has been isolated teachers working on particular issues or on you know on a master's degree or you know which is mm-hmm. great you know but often that work has not been linked in or informed by or informing the overall school uh, kind of agenda um, so what we're trying to do is create a, a clearer picture of what this looks like at a school level 
and recognise that different people are playing different roles in that in that process at a school level. So the leadership absolutely has to create you know, a culture that, that encourages people to be inquiring and research. They have to set out um, processes by which the, the all this work can inform the school agenda. They have to know about effective professional development. They have to, you know, have the kind of guts, to be honest, to stop things that are not working. There are leadership kind of conditions. Um, but you're right, there'll often be an evidence champion or a lead teacher that will be coordinating the activity kind of within staff. So that might be a middle leader sometimes who are playing a kind of um, a kind of leading role in terms mm. of driving the changes. Um, but, it, you know, it'll include bursars looking at the evidence around effectiveness when they're making decisions around spend and things like that. So we need to move beyond just um, seeing this as a hom- homogenous role within schools and realise that for, a, for an organisation to be evidence-informed, different people can play different roles, mm-hmm. right from doing primary research, right through to, to, to teachers almost demanding that the training that they are sent on has got good evidence behind that. If, if you're working at a particular school and you see that another school's um, doing some good things in an area, do you, how, how do we connect there? What, what does it look like? Do we just pick the phone up and say, hey, yeah. you know, what's your secret, as it were? Yeah, yeah. so there's... There's a bigger there's a bigger agenda at the moment in the UK about a school led system mm-hmm. and about okay, schools supporting other schools, um, and you know this push towards sharing best practice and it doesn't you, you, when you get schools to collaborating it's not always they don't always share best practice you can you can recycle poor practice you can recycle kind of you know things that are, are, are less effective mm-hmm. and some of the evaluations of that work is showing that, that we're not quite getting the transfer as, as an anticipated. So with the research schools, the idea is that, that they, we work with them, we partner with them, but they are the kind of the, the, um, the face of, of the EF to, to other schools. And, um, and when, you, when you get that working, um, we'll get schools link that they'll they'll have an issue they'll have an issue that they want to focus on and the research schools will be signposting they'll, they'll be linking them up to other schools who might be doing innovations they might be involved in projects they might be particularly good at exemplifying what the evidence looks like in practice and um, and, and when that works well they really bring the evidence to life they're bringing to it expertise that, that we don't necessarily have you know we can if you like we can pull together the what we can pull the evidence but the how, the process of actually implementing that work, schools are best place to provide that um, that kind of picture of how that looks like in practice. That's all for this episode of Global Education. For more on this topic, check out the podcast transcript and related reading at our website. That's www.teachermagazine.com.au. To download all of our podcasts for free, visit acer.ac forward slash teacher iTunes or www.soundcloud.com forward slash teacher hyphen A-C-E-R.